the dogs defeat the Ohio State 42 to 41 in an epic showdown game of the year, hands down, and secure their spot in the national championship game versus TCU. Dog Nation, Woo, we got a lot to cover. As always, I'm Cheeto, and welcome back to another episode of Dogs Off the Leash. I do it for the dogs. Forty-two to forty-one at the stroke of midnight, as the Ohio State kicker Ruggles misses about a fifty-yard field goal. Oh, when he kicked, oh, guys, oh, dude, y'all seen all the reaction reaction videos? Ah, oh, I would just hate to be Ohio State right now. Just ah, oh, when he kicked that, when he kicked that ball, and it just hooked left almost immediately. I, I lost it. Y'all remember last year I told you during the national championship game as I'm watching the pick six and Keely, like I had my glasses on, watching it at home, just chilling. Tossed my glasses just into the atmosphere. I don't even know where it went. This one was equally as as stunning. So many people, people were already reaching out to me. People were already whispering to each other like, oh, well, let's just enjoy the New Year's. This game is done. This game is over. It was still a great season. People conceding victory. But the dogs battled, fought back, clawed their way back into the game twice, down 14, two separate times, scoring at the end and just to win it in that type of fashion against, again, some of you guys were out there beating on your chest prematurely. Ohio State is a great football team. It is a great football school, and they have a history of winning. They have NFL talent on their roster right now, which I think a lot of you, if you doubted before, I think you understand. And I think now the question of, was that the best team that Georgia's played all year? By far. And I think it even continues going against TCU. No disrespect to TCU because their quarterback is very similar to ours. May not be the NFL prospect, but they both ended up in New York during the Heisman ceremony, and they both deserve to be there. Don't listen to what anybody tells you. This is going to be a game as well, but I do like Georgia in this game, and we'll cover that in the preview. But I wanted to do something a little bit different. I wanted to take you back. Everybody's going to want to talk about the finish to this game, and rightfully so, but let's talk about the moments, the all four quarters leading up to the end, because this was a hell of a football game. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of just run through the highlights and I've got some notes here and I'm just going to kind of break down what I saw during the game. And we're just going to recap it and, you know, try to capture some of the emotions that kind of come with just watching the game. Cause this one, one for the ages guys, hands down, hands down. And, you know, to start, I want to talk about CJ Stroud and Stetson Bennett because I don't think I don't think people really understand how good of a game that both of these quarterbacks had. Now, if you want to sit in that, you want to have the argument that who was better. Well, let's look at the stats and then let's talk about why I feel a certain quarterback was better here. CJ Stroud threw 23 completions out of his 34 passes, 348 yards, and four touchdowns. Simply put, this man 
raised his draft draft stock through the roof. The consensus is that Bryce Young is going to go number one, and you can you can debate that. But as far as a a prototypical NFL quarterback, a franchise quarterback, C.J. Stroud just toasted the best defense, in my opinion, the best defense in college football, the best defensive coordinators, um, young talent, but talented nonetheless. His QBR rating, I looked around for numbers because I wanted to compare his and Stetson's, but that QBR rating was just ridiculous, ridiculous. And Stetson Bennett was no slouch himself. Same amount of completions, same amount of attempts, 23 to 34, threw for 50 more yards, 398, with three touchdowns passing, one touchdown on the ground, and then one uh, interception. So if if you pay attention to the NFL or if you like uh, PFF and their draft grades and their game grades and all of that, you you have to acknowledge that Ohio State played almost a, a perfect game. Yes, they were injured, but C.J. Stroud, for sure. We talked about how he is not Justin Fields and about how he doesn't use his leg, how he wants to do damage from the pocket, and boy, did he do damage from the pocket. As far as a quarterback rating goes, his was better than Stetson. Yes, Stetson's team won, but again, Stetson sometimes throws these crucial interceptions and moments that you know we don't need him. And I think a part of us going down 14 at one of those points was because of the interceptions. Now, did Stetson wheel his team back? Did him and Todd Munkin do what they needed to do to claw their way back in a position to win this game? Yes. I take nothing away from what Stetson Bennett did on Saturday and what he's done all year. But C.J. Stroud outplayed him from a just quarterback to quarterback uh, standpoint versus the better defense. So again, guys, it's not it's not a knock on Stetson, but be honest with yourself. Turn the tape on, watch it again. C.J. Stroud is an NFL quarterback, a franchise quarterback right now. I'm telling you. But um, but yeah, I was, with Stetson, I, I love there. There's people who think like what I'm saying is that I doubt him. At this point, if you don't if you don't believe in Stetson in clutch moments, getting the job done again, put on the tape. You're not paying attention. As long as he's consistent, him and Munkin have been able to do some absolutely crazy things. I think next game he's going to break 4,000 yards passing. The first time in uh, UGA quarterback history, he has a chance to go 15-0 and national championship, back-to-back national championships, the first time in the CFP era. He's he's going to go down as the, the greatest UGA quarterback. And probably as far as overall players, I think – you can make an argument, but I would stick him at number, if we're just talking him versus other players, I would stick him at number two behind Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker changed the game and was a once-in-a-lifetime running back. There will be other quarterbacks that can be as good as Stetson, but what Stetson's done in in this program during his time and the way he did it and what he came from, there there's nothing like it. So taking nothing away from him. But um yeah, let's hit this let's hit this film. Let's talk about some of these games. So starting early, there is an early pass to AD Mitchell. AD Mitchell was very much missed as far as our wide receiver core and made an instant impact when he came back um all the way to a big catch at the end of the game which we'll get there, but uh, I want to talk about some of the mistakes that Georgia made. We won this game and did not play our A game. We really, really did not. Not only did Stetson have his interception, just the one, but a crucial one. We missed two field goals. 
So that's six points, which aids in us having to come back from behind. Uh, Pod, who's been automatic all year, just missed the 47-yarder in the first quarter. And now Ohio State's got the ball. And I really was not expecting – was really not expecting C.J. Stroud to be as mobile as far as what he did. He didn't – now, he didn't do a lot of running, but he did get out of the pocket and make a lot of plays. And then Marvin Harrison Jr., love our wide receivers. He was the best wide receiver on the field all day long. He finished with five receptions, 106 yards, and two touchdowns and was – and was the receiver when the play broke down for Ohio State and it turned into backyard football for C.J. Stroud, found him every single time. And I think that's coupled with a lot of the sacks that we missed during this game. But offensively, let me say this. Without Todd Munkin being at this university and changing our offense and giving us so many multiple looks, as I say that, they just threw the screen to Kenny McIntosh um, on second and 17 and goes for a touchdown. Huge play. Kenny Mack. Kenny Mack has been such an integral part of our offense. And Todd Munkin did the same thing with his running backs. For those of you who remember at Ohio, uh, not sorry, Ohio State, at Oklahoma State. I think those running backs, I think some of them were close to 1,000 yards rushing and receiving. He he just uses, uses running backs where they're at their best. And every time he sees a mismatch, it's over with for you. So. So game is 7-7 seven to seven starting the second quarter, and it's right back to Marvin Harrison Jr. And they ran the deep cross on us several times. But this is the play where our defense actually punches it out in a missed opportunity. We recover the fumble, but it goes out of, out of bounds. Again, a huge play that we missed, and we still come out, and we still come out fighting. This team is young, but this team fights. This team fights. Just Ohio State just scores at the goal line after that missed fumble attempt by Georgia to go up 14 to 7 by Mayan Williams, their their backup running back. So while they played a good game, they had they had some adversity that they had to overcome as well. So let's not act like Ohio State was at full strength and we beat them. They they were banged up. Both teams are banged up. Darnell Washington leads this game here soon, and that's going to be a big factor for us going into the next game. So this is Georgia's opportunity to respond. And this is the play I wanted to, to talk about. Stetson Bennett's in the pocket. He gets flushed a little bit, flips his hips, and he's got um, Kenny McIntosh on a wheel route. And for whatever reason, I'm not sure if he just didn't get his feet right or if he short-armed it, but he underthrows this ball massively. If he would have put it over the top, Kenny Mack is gone for another huge play. Instead, he throws it short, leads to an interception. And again, no knock on Stetson, but we all know he is good for one bad interception almost every game. When he plays a clean game from, from front to back, we cannot be beat. We cannot be beat when Stetson Bennett is at his best. But he has got to be consistently good. We can't wait until the fourth quarter and score 18 points every game, guys. So, like, even though we won and the result is a W, I think some of you need to pay attention to the process of how we got there. You, some of you, some of y'all want to forget that even in the Alabama game last year, he struggled before we just took it over in the fourth quarter. So I'm just want to point to the fact. Just want to point to the facts here, okay? All right. So the interception, we're down seven at this point, and if I if my memory serves me correctly, Ohio State's going to come and put points on the board here, giving us our 14 point deficit. Um, but let me just make sure that I missed nothing. Uh, Nothing of note here. Ah, bad pass there, Setson. Bad pass there. 
All right, Ohio State's got the ball. Flushed, missed sacks. That's one of many missed sacks. We clean that up. This game's not even close. So after the missed sack, guess who he finds in the back of the end zone on the backyard scramble play? Again, Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. And I cannot wait to talk about this hit. Y'all know what I'm talking about when we get there. Because Ohio State fans, oh, I know they're salty, but guys, this is how football is supposed to be played. Let me not get too ahead of myself. But that, that boy is something special. Ugh. Malachi Starks was, if he was just a little taller, he would have deflected that easy. All right, Georgia back. 14 down. How do you respond in these moments? These are championship moments. And Stetson, dude, one thing I'll give Stetson credit for, he is not afraid. He is not afraid. Finds Arian Smith on a bomb over the middle of the field in between two defenders. Arian Smith finished the day, and he's got one more big play with three receptions, 129 yards, and one touchdown. But he was crucial for the University of Georgia getting back in this game and staying in this game. Handoff to the right to Kendall Milton. Not runs over a few defenders to get into the end zone to get Georgia back within seven. 21 Ohio State, Georgia 14 keeping some momentum and staying in this game. Love Todd Munkin. Love his plays. Love the way he love the way he calls a game and the way he sees it. Doesn't get, doesn't get flustered. We're going to do what we're going to do. We're going to run the ball. We've been effective, and we're going to keep taking our shots. All right, Georgia's got the ball back here. Huge run. Kenny Mack again, and this is where he gets sniped by the invisible sniper. Uh, as a running back, you got to hate that. Anytime you get chased down as a running back from behind, or you get hit by that turf monster, it, it's, ugh, it kills you. But luckily, we find the end zone with Stetson running to the left here to get his rushing touchdown on the day, and Georgia has tied this game up. Guys, this team, this team is, I know some of you guys are probably still like checking your pulse and like the heartstrings getting pulled. This was an up and down and back and forth and confidence and stress. Like this, dude, this was a great game. I could, I could watch this game over and over and over again, especially given that I know the end result. Oh, man. All right, Rosemary Jack Saint, huge pass over the middle, ticking down, end of the end of the half coming. Georgia's trying to see if we can get some points and take the lead into halftime. Kendall Milton up the middle, about a 15-yard game. Offensive line. Um. I love that we can get points when we need to desperately, but I think the offensive line is going to be the difference in us winning a national championship and losing it. I think that we could go in and honestly bully TCU. I'll save a little bit of that for the preview of that game, but field goal for Georgia up three, 55 seconds left with Ohio state getting the ball and Ohio state probably puts together the most textbook, beautiful drive. I want to say it was three passes like 10 yards, 15 yards, and then like a 40-yard bomb to end the drive. Waste no time, no timeouts. Puts up a touchdown to take the lead. They send the running back straight down the middle of the field with a matchup with Dumas Johnson and no contest. No contest there. Beautiful play. We've done that to so many linebackers with uh, McIntosh, so I can't even, I can't even bellyache on that one. Beautiful design, beautiful play. Ryan Day at Ohio State, they prepared. They took the University of Georgia seriously. Guys, this game plan was almost perfect. It was almost perfect. The field goal kicker just did not come, come in clutch. But a 50-yarder in that pressure-packed moment, we guys, we got away with one. But sometimes that's, that's the luck that it takes to win a championship. All right, so we get to recoup. 
third quarter. Ohio State comes out and they hit this deep cross. They probably hit this deep cross route five, six times. And I'm going to need somebody on the defense to get that figured out because TCU is going to come at us with that, no doubt. Okay, it's easy drive for Ohio State. They go and score. Emeka Edgebuka, 10-yard reception on a little short. Actually, they brought him in motion in the backfield, and then he just slipped out into the flats. No one was on him. Easy score. Defense has got to be better than that. Ohio State gets the ball back, and Georgia makes a huge stand. Javon Bullard, defensive MVP of this game, comes off the edge with a blitz, one of our favorite blitzes, and takes out C.J. Stroud. They do not convert. They punt, and Georgia has a chance to get back in this game. But Ohio State defense holds. They sack us on our ensuing possession, force us to kick it back. So back and forth. This game was back and forth. Georgia has, I think, three, two, or two, three and outs to start the second half. And uh, yeah, it's just not looking good. Sometimes teams, they'll start early killing the clock. We're down 35, we're down 35 to 24. So we're just trying to get a stop here. Another deep cross to Edgebuka, and they're driving the field in the red zone with two minutes left in the third quarter. And this is the play that was controversial to the Ohio State fans. So it's third and goal. C.J. Stroud gets pressure from the interior. We don't make the sack. He is pedaling backwards, and he throws this pop-up to the back of the end zone. Most people think he was trying to throw it away. Even I, I kind of think he's trying to throw it away, but he's accurate with it. It's in the very back of the end zone, and Marvin Harrison, who is killing us all game long, is the type he can make that catch if you let him. Javon Bullard sees this and does a dead sprint towards his body. Now, I think a lot of you have seen the replay by now. Watch the video slowly. He doesn't leave his feet. He doesn't leave his feet until after the collision. As he's coming in, he turns his shoulder, hits Harrison at the top of his shoulder. There is some, I like to call it residual contact with the helmet. He doesn't lead with the helmet. He doesn't target him in his helmet. He hits him on the shoulder, and by virtue of the physical contact, the helmets do kind of clack after that. Now, make no mistake, guys. This was a bone-jarring, a, a slobber knocker, as we used to love to call it back in the day, mouthpiece popping out. This was a hit, ladies and gentlemen. But there was nothing dirty about it. It was not targeting. And as bad as the referees were all game long with the missed holds, with the 12 people on the field, and we'll talk about Kirby's timeout that probably saved our season, they missed a lot of calls. They threw the flag here, took the time to look at it, and overturned it. And of all, all the calls I just mentioned, I think they got this one right. That would have put Ohio State on the goal line. Surely they would have scored. We end up holding them to a field goal here. I mean, play of the, play of the game. Kirby had his moment of the game as a coach. That was the play of the game. To be aware and to not get targeting there, huge. Huge for the Bulldogs championship hopes right there. Destroyed that man. That's that's football, guys. This, again, this is a collision sport. You're going to get hit, and you're going to get hit hard. Moving bodies, and, you know, I, I won't, don't want anybody to get hurt. But, boy, that was a game-saving play right there. Plain and simple. Goodness. Shout out to Bullard. That boy has been 
that boy has been an elite part of this secondary this year. And we have got some young talent that is going to lead this back, this secondary for quite some time. All right. So I think they settled for a field goal here. Yeah. Which will put us down exactly 14 for the second time in the day. Uh, I, looking at the stats, we were pretty much evenly matched across the board, total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, um, whatever metric that you want. But I just felt like Ohio State played better football than we did. We made plays all over the field all night inconsistently, but mm, sometimes that's how games go. And I know Kirby's going to have them uh, focusing on the tape and trying to get better. Because if we play our best, if we play well, I don't think TCU can hang. I really don't think TCU can hang. But you cannot go out there cocky and thinking that they're just going to hand you the game the way Michigan did. And Michigan threw two pick sixes, which I hope we don't do. So Stetson's got to be clean. Stetson's got to be better. And as I say that, he's coming back, starting the fourth quarter with a shot to Brock Bowers, who they double teamed all night. But he still found a little time to uh, impact this game. Fourth and goal, 31-yard field goal attempt by Pod, and he's automatic. So we are down 11 at this point. With the ball back, must have got a stop over there. wasn't a turnover. And Stetson, oh, yes, this was the play where Arian Smith absolutely floors the defensive back. If there's one thing you've heard about Aaron Smith up to this point this year is the track speed. He runs at this DB. This is just a this is just a go route. This is this is just a go route. He does a little fake juke on the inside, hit goes back to the outside, turns this DB around as he's trying to make an adjustment, slips and falls wide open. When I saw this, the only thing I was thinking was Stetson, please don't miss him. And not only does Stetson not miss him, throws a laser beam. And the rest is history. Quick strike is what we needed under 10 minutes in the fourth. To the house on that throw. Stetson, dude, Stetson has no fear. I think that's his best attribute. He can make mistakes, and he doesn't He doesn't care. And he usually bounces back and responds positively. 76-yard touchdown with the game on the line here. I think, we've been in, I think we've been in enough adverse positions through this season, and Stetson's been, enough, been, in, been in them enough during his life to where he's not phased by big moments. And honestly, against TCU, how many big moments has that program been in, in the last few years? Not as much as Georgia. So that's, that takes a lot. And that's going to mean a lot come, come Monday. Lad McConkey, two-point conversion. Three-point deficit. And Georgia, Georgia's making this a fight. Georgia is going to make this a fight. Now the pressure is starting to build for Ohio State, but C.J. Stroud, he doesn't feel any pressure either. Scrambles out of the pocket, six, minute, six minutes left, runs for about a 20-yard gain. We, again, we talked about how he does not do this, but he made plays. He sensed the moment, he felt the moment, and he made big plays. But Georgia made plays too, another sack on the day. Pop, J.D.J., Dumas Johnson, whoo, what a play. Fourth and 17 for Ohio State. Field goal attempt coming up. And this one, the field goal kicker splits right down the middle. But that's best case scenario for Georgia as we look, score a touchdown, and we go up one here. Huge pass. Brock Bowers again. 
two minutes left. And as an offense, you practice this all the time. Two-minute drill, and this is where games are made and games are lost. And throws a shot to the senior, Kiaris Jackson, down the seam. Oh, my goodness, dude. I'm, <laughs> the emotions are coming back. And then a beautiful pass. Welcome back. Uh, A.D. Mitchell. Beautiful pass to the back of the end zone. Fakes the defender on the inside. Turns out, and Stetson just reads it beautifully. Uh, Georgia up one. Now, I think a lot of us who are paying attention, as excited as we were, we did leave a lot of time on the clock. And I know C.J. Stroud is not Tom Brady. I know he's not Aaron Rodgers. But listen, two timeouts, 54 seconds left to win it all. Just feel all you need is a field goal. All you need is a field goal. Ah, made me nervous. Hell, I'm nervous right now. Are you watching it? All right. So this drive is going to send one of these teams to the national championship game, and that's that's a pressure cooker. That's a pressure cooker. But that's what you prepare for all year long, all season long, in the offseason. This is this is where – I know people are saying it's cliche, but this is where it happens. First pass, deep cross. Ten yards, out of bound, don't even have to burn a timeout. Next play, first and ten. Steps up in the pocket. Scrambles like he never does. Picks up the first and another uh, passes the line for their field goal range. About four yards past it. Honestly, at that point, I was not. Uh, I was not feeling very confident. But what they should have done, you know, maybe run the ball one more time up the middle and center the ball for your kicker. I'm not really sure what they did here. But again, these are the these are the differences in a game where Kirby called that timeout and saved our season, Ryan Day could have set his team up to be in a little bit of better position, but it's hard when all everything is on the line and you're just trying to do what you can not to screw it up. Huge play right there by CJ. And this is this is the moment as the clock gets under 1 minute before New Year's. Ugh, I was watching in Smyrna with uh, with the old lady and one of my homies and we were just at this, we were at this, um, it's, it's weird. It's a Cleveland Browns bar, but it's also a UGA bar. So there was a huge watch party there. So everyone is on pins and needles and, you know, some people are counting down the new years, but some of us are just biting our nails off watching this game. Uh, fourth and 11 dogs get the stop. And all you can do is block the field goal or hope he misses it. 50 yard attempt ruggles from the left hash. And immediately, immediately he hooks it left. Oh, Stetson. Just, oh, my goodness. We have, had some, we have had some crazy games. Oh, we get the penalty. To hell with the penalty. To hell with the penalty. We're taking a knee. It's a victory formation, the best formation in football. Guys, this game, what a game. What a game. We can be cleaner. We can be better. Hopefully, the refs will be better going into Monday. I mentioned that there was a ton of holding. Kirby saved our season when the referees weren't paying attention. And we all know about the Tyler Simmons offside thing. We've been through this before. So sometimes you got to take it upon yourself. And as far as the uh, injury report, because this this was a fist fight and we lost some soldiers. Darnell Washington, a huge, a huge player for us, not only in the passing game, but in the run game. We really need him to block if he can come back. We'll see how that unfolds. 
and then Chaz Chambliss. We are super thin at the outside linebacker position. And for Max Duggan of TCU, he's a scrambler. I'm not really worried about him beating us with his arm, even though he does have a great wide receiver. I want to say it's Quentin Johnson, but uh, check me on that in the preview for TCU. They they have a good wide receiver, but it's not going to be anything like what we just saw with Ohio State. They like to spread the ball around, and if you miss tackles, TCU is dangerous. There's if there's one thing our defenders can do is come up and make come up and make tackles versus like playing the deep ball. But one thing we're going to have to improve on across the board is when the quarterback breaks breaks contain and it turns into backyard football we have to be able to stay with receivers we have to not allow him to break contain and keep this quarterback in the pocket if we do that and play our game and Stetson and Stetson and we run the ball the way we can Georgia is the better team going into Monday but we'll do a a little bit more of a um, in-depth breakdown for you guys just wanted to go ahead and hit this recap because that was that game is going to be talked about forever I know the Ohio State fans are upset but it's, it's just a dog's year. And all I can say outside of that is, dog fans, be happy that we got this win. Great game. But don't turn into Alabama fans and the way Ohio State fans are talking before the game. Like, goodness, some of y'all have just been waiting to win just so you can act like them. That's a damn shame. I'll never understand. But it's a great day to be a Georgia Bulldog. It's a great day to be affiliated with the school, the university, and the football team. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Kirby and company are doing something special. When we started this podcast, we said this: these were the glory days, and here we are, guys. Ah, oh, man, my heart rate, my heart rate is up and everything. But just wanted to hop in and knock that out for you guys. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed the episode. Like, subscribe, and follow. Always love the feedback. And as always, guys, you know what it is: off the leash. <laughs>